whistle is blowing, and that signals another episode of the Entrepreneur's Locker Room Chat with a Champion. Your host, Steve Brosman, a former national track champion, multi-Amazon best-selling author, and successful entrepreneur interviews leaders in their field to give you the tips, shortcuts, and strategies to help you change the game you play. And now your host, Steve Brosman. There goes the whistle, everybody. It is time for another chat with a champion with the Entrepreneur's Locker Room. And boy, do I have a treat for you guys today. We have somebody who was flown halfway around the world to London to be the special guest at the global premiere of Rogue One, the Star Wars movie itself. We have Alan Stevens, international profile and communications specialist himself. That was a big enough intro for you, Alan. Is that okay? <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks very much, Steve. I love it. <laughs> I was going to start off with in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> there was Alan Stevens, but uh, I thought maybe not. So we'll, we'll get straight into it. Hey, uh, thanks for joining us, Alan, because we have something very special for the people here. And it's a, it's a topic that most people like the results from, mm. but don't have never heard of what you do and how to do it but if they do do it they will get some phenomenal results so we're going to dive straight in uh, yeah your title uh international profiling and communications let's get into the profiling side of things because you tried to explain it to me many years ago before we started working what's profiling well profiling is being able to read somebody and understand their personalities, how they like to think and process, but also being able to pick up their emotions as well in their expressions and their body language. And in that way, being able to make a connection with them so that you can then build a strong relationship. That really should come into virtually every aspect of our life. And when we started working together, you basically said, yes, we can use this for everything, which didn't help us much. <laughs> but um, give me an example of, uh, one of the easiest ways that you would use it in a, in a social or a, a networking situation? Well, just being able to know, first of all, if I walk into a room and I don't know anybody there, I can tell you who needs a bit of space when you walk up to them because how many times have you walked up to somebody and they've actually stepped away from you because you've stood too close or you're being the person who has other people invade their space. It feels uncomfortable. And so it's difficult to connect with somebody. So that's the first thing but then being able to understand how they like to be spoken to, how they like to take information in, allows you then to find the right way to speak to them so you can build a quick relationship. And that works very well, whether that be in a networking do, or whether it be with your own personal partner or finding a partner. Now this is, this part of it is all about reading the, the, the different parts of their face. So mm. just give me one very simple example on, what it is that you read and what it means and people can think, oh, okay, I, I understand now. Well, there's about 68 traits that I'm looking at in the face. So it, it's the positioning of, uh, and structure of the muscles and things as well. But the height of the eyebrows, when you see somebody's got very high eyebrows, this is somebody who just likes to have more space. They need, and they're not that they're not friendly, it's that they're more discerning. They'll walk into a room and want to look around and work out who's safe to be near and who's not safe to be near. And in that, they will then step in and you, know, uh, you can connect with them more effectively. So if they've got low set eyebrows, they're quite comfortable with people standing close to them. 
it's similar to the expressions of fear and surprise. When the eyebrows go up, the person pulls back because they're moving away from whatever gave them fear or surprised them. Whereas the person who's standing there looking at them feels like they need to pull back as well. So the positioning of the eyebrows have such an impact. Yeah, you, you mentioned um, another very important one, and I think this is crucial that most people need to know this, is how people like their information, whether they're a big picture or Ooh. they really want all of the detail. And you know, I've seen you and you've told me and, and, and coached a lot of people is one of the best things to do before you connect with people or if they've asked to connect with you is just go and look at their, their profile on LinkedIn or Facebook. That's it. And then you can tell how they're going to want their information and that's how you start communicating with them. That's it. Well, I jokingly uh, joke with people and say, well, I'm a social media stalker. The first thing I'm going to do if I need to, if I need to speak to you is go to your uh, LinkedIn profile, your website, Facebook, wherever I can find a picture of you. And then I can have a good look at that picture and I can prepare my presentation before I've even gone and met you. That's, that's one of the main areas. I want to get to that in a minute about how to use it for presentations, for sales and negotiations, because that's an area that you're helping some big people with mm. some, some big results. But you've worked a lot and are working a lot more now in the departments of education because, unfortunately, the teachers communicate to most of the kids in one way. And mm. some of the kids are falling behind as creating behavioural problems. Can you tell me some of the experience about that? And, and also you're working with you know, people across the world on, on this particular area. Well, that's right. So when it comes down to talking to children, or look at teachers, they're time poor. They're, they're under pressure to you know, fulfil the curriculum and, other, and, and report back to the, the department heads and the principals and everything else. So their focus is on delivering the courses. They're not getting a chance to really get to know the kids. But you can look at the facial features of a child on day one and know how that child likes to take their information in, how they process. So if you have a child who is a sequential thinker, who everything's got to be structured, they understand the first thing, then they understand, you know, tell them the next bit, and it's got to connect together before you give them the next part again, you'll find that that person, if they've also a fidget, they've got the traits that told me they're easily distracted, and the teacher doesn't recognise that child's been distracted, Next thing you know, this child is missing information because the class has moved on and they start to get frustrated. So next thing you know, we're labelling them with different conditions, Asperger's, autism, etc., And we're medicating them to get them to fit the system as opposed to the teacher being able to look at the child and go, hey, I know this child is sequential. They, the expression on their face has told me they're not quite getting it. So just rephrase it. In that I've, way, I've got to put my hand up and say that it, it it's a massive, massive difference. Hunter, when we just moved back here to Sydney, he got into one class. The teacher was just great with him. He, he excelled, got to the top three in the class, um, jumped into another class at the beginning of the year. The teacher just didn't connect, communicate. Mm. He struggled, virtually fell down to the bottom. Um, we asked for him to be moved. Fortunately, he went back to the other teacher. <clears throat> He's back to the top of the game. So obviously the communication styles and being able to adapt is, is crucial. Now, we are actually working with um, a number of schools and, and different departments and starting to get this into some of the schools and seeing some great results. Yeah, well, the teachers that I've uh, taught, uh, you know, primary school and secondary school, they'll learn it slightly different because they're looking at their delivery method, the children at different levels of maturity. 
in some of the schools there's also coaches with a sporting school. So the coaches are using that to understand, well, not only the children, but they're also profiling the parents and understanding those that come along to the games. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> you get locked up, you don't. <laughs> and structure around that. So it's wherever the teacher uses the skills, it means they're going to connect better with the child, which means the problems that they were having before because they weren't connecting with the child. Can you imagine if Hunter had remained with that second teacher the problems he would have had over the years if that was a style he was being taught all the way through. But not only Hunter's situation, but the teacher themselves, they'd be frustrated because none of their students are actually getting there. They're not getting the results that they, and they're putting all this time into teaching them. So that affects the teacher's uh, uh, self-esteem and well-being and everything else. So the teachers, it's one of the reasons why so many teachers are dropping out. They're only lasting five years and they're resigning. Yeah, it's very frustrating. So let's get on to the business side of things because I know we've got a lot of business people and entrepreneurs that are listening into this. I'm hoping by now they've already started joining the dots and saying, wouldn't this be a great tool in sales? Wouldn't it be great if I knew exactly how to talk to a prospect and really get inside their head and deliver the information the way that they wanted? And I know that you've worked with uh, quite a few people in business. Can you just give us a couple of examples on how some people have implemented into their business and some of the results they've got? Well, I had one uh, client who signed up to do a course, but in the very early stages of it was telling me how he had a big, very big deal on the table with, he's a, he's a builder, commercial buildings. And he said, well, I can't build the building for less than just under $2 million. And the, the clients were saying, no, we won't go a bit above 1.6. So when he showed me their faces, I said, well, stop talking to the one who's asking you for the discount. His faces tell me it's all about the service. So start talking to him about the service. And you've already told me this is the first of a number of buildings they want to build. They want to become the specialist in their field. So therefore, this, build, this, this first building has to be spot on. It has to be really schmick. It's got to be the flagship. So talk to him about the service. I said his business partner is the one who about the money, but he's also somebody who doesn't like to do long-term projects. He likes to start and finish quickly and move on. So talk to him about get the first building finished. They'll be able to start on the next one sooner. They'll be able to get them all in place much faster. And because they're doing that, they're making more money. So when he was talking to the first one, he added $150,000 to the deal. The second uh, uh, managed, uh, owner and that was pushing his partner. He's the one about the money, but he's pushing his partner to sign off on it. And he's now uh, got their second building in place. So he went from them not going above 1.6 to selling it, uh, signing it off over $2 million. And that's all about knowing the right people and knowing how to talk to them. And uh, it, it really makes a, a massive difference. Uh, You've got a, a fairly simple flow that if you're going to do a presentation or talk to somebody that you, you make sure that you just go and do a, a profiling on the people that are going to be there and, and how you need to craft that. Can you share some more about that? Well, one of the things is whenever we put a, a presentation or anything together, we always put it together in how it feels to us. It sounds right and everything goes. Then we go through the door and quite often we just don't connect with the people who are there because they're different personalities. So by being able to check the people out first, if I've got the names and if I can find them on social media, I've got their profiles. So I therefore know how to speak to them long before I walk through the door. So the whole proposal, the whole presentation, I'll structure the, uh, the talk around those as well. 
And then when I walk through the door, I've got their faces in front of me so I can confirm it. I've got to the ability where I can read people as they pass me in the street. But for anybody who's starting this, you know, that's what you do. You prepare it before you go. And so you don't have to do as much when you get through the door. Yeah, it's got to be a great, great uh, foundation to be able to build a presentation exactly the way that they want to hear it in the information. So just on that, what if you know that you're going to have two different sets of people in the room, you know, you're going to have the, the big picture and you know, you're going to have the analytic pe- people. Uh, I know you've got a, a way of handling that. Can, can you share that? Well, when you, you talk to the person, as we know, people will notice when you're looking at them. So that's when they really take notice of what you're saying. So if you've got, say, a big picture person, and by the way, a big picture person, the way I describe it, is just somebody who wants the veneer, the overlay of everything. They don't want too many details in it. The analytical person is somebody who may want the overall view, but they also want all the information so they can make a positive uh, decision. They'll take longer to make the decision. So if I've got two of those together, say, well, there was an example where a husband and wife, I'd met the wife, and they just t- she told me we- they just bought a vehicle. Now, she ha- had all the traits which were all about the money, what the value was, what the costs were. Her husband, from the description, and that had the traits which were all about the service, how it felt. So I said, if I'd been the salesperson talking to them, I would have talked to her about the purchase price, the resale value, the running costs of it, you know, what uh, mileage they would get out of it, et cetera. With him, it was all about how it would feel and everything else. And he's the one who wanted all the bits and pieces on the vehicle. So I would talk to him about how great they'd look and everything else and how it would make him feel a car and everything else. And I turned back to her and say, well, yeah, that spoiler he wants on the car. Well, that's going to hold the back of the car down. It's going to give you better uh, aerodynamics. It's going to give you more sound on the ground, which means the tyres are going to grip better. It's going to be less wear and tear on the tyres and better fuel economy. So you actually look at each one when you're talking about the way that they need to be spoken to. So we talk through those items. And when I've done those sort of things with people, the partners usually agree. And then they look back, look at each other and go, how did we ever come to the same decision at the same time? Because we never decide. (laughs) Absolutely brilliant. Now, how hard is this to learn? Well, it's not hard at all. It's, there are a lot of traits. I'm talking about body language. I'm talking about facial expressions as well, but it's like anything you take one bite at a time. So I put a, an online course together, which looks mm-hmm. at eight traits to build instant rapport. You can knock it over in an afternoon, three or four hours at the most, or you can do it in modules that take you no longer than 15 minutes. But what I say to people is just take one of those traits and look at everybody. So you know the trait, you know how to read it. You know what the two extremes are, what the descriptions are. Then go and look at everybody who walks past you in the street, public transport, at the office, out at social events and everything else. Christmas time's a great time to do this. You can have a lot of fun at parties. And you then, in that process, you understand that trait. Then you take another trait and you do the same with that. Then you look at two traits because not one trait defines you. It's the combination of all the traits together. So when I look at somebody, I go, what stands out the most? What stands out second? How does that moderate or enhance the first trait? Next one, next one, and I build the profile. And as I say, somebody 10 feet away from me, as they're walking past me, I can tell you the bulk of their personality. So those eight traits, that's, that would be enough for somebody in business, an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. to be able to take and learn those eight traits well, over a week or two and put it into practice and just get better and get better 
to be able to get better at their sales negotiations. Mm. Um, that's great. But also there's another area we haven't touched on and that's uh, com- you know, maintaining harmony in the office space or the workplace. Mm. Uh, that's an area that you have worked in. So how would you use it there? Well, so you train all the people with, with this uh, gentleman who had the um, uh, construction company, for instance, one of the things that he said was he had to go from three staff to nine staff. And I looked at his uh, uh, foreman that he had there and I went, well, he's probably not going to work out, which this guy actually proved that he didn't work out. So he replaced him and he profiled the, uh, the new uh, foreman and got a guy who had all the traits of a leader. But the thing then was for him to be able to speak and understand his team and speak to them the right way. Because yes, he was had an authority trade. He was high level of confidence and everything else, self-reliant, happy to work on his own. But if you have somebody who is, builds mm-hmm. their confidence and has the opposite traits, that person's gonna be slower. So if he understands that the other person doesn't work at his speed, he knows then, well, okay, if I need the job done by this time, this is a way I explain to the other person and preset things and let that person know that when, he can, they can, when they can come and ask questions, so it gets done in that record time. So being able to read yourself and then read the other person and know how to change the way you like to be spoken to, to the way they want to be spoken to. That's why everybody's uniquely different. Yeah, it, it sounds like this should be an integral part of most leadership programs. Well, it's a definite, it's the foundation yeah. of everything. As I say, it's, well, it's not even the foundation, it's the footings of the foundation. You can put a concrete slab on the ground if the frost gets in underneath it, it lifts the, uh, the foundation up and it cracks the building. So you've got to have foundation, the footings that go down deep. And that's what the relationships are. The stronger you can build those, you can weather any storm. And most businesses are going through a lot of pressure at the moment with, I think, the local recent stats. Uh, the research is showing 87% of people don't want to be at work. They're disengaged. So this is the biggest problem. Most organisations don't have these skills and aren't using them. Yeah, so let's just take that for an example. So if you put some of the leadership team through this, they'd know how to engage their team better and, and get greater productivity as well as uh, a happier workforce. Yeah, because most uh, leaders or managers are thinking, well, I'll just tell them what they've got to do and they should be happy. But those people are unhappy. They're taking that home as well and that's why their the life at home is not uh, happy. Their children aren't happy because the parents aren't happy. It just flows on. But if they realise that when you put your your, um, uh, employees first, before your customers, you're actually putting your customers first, your employees, most people want to feel that they belong, that they're valued. You put them in that place, they like what they're doing, they're going to be more productive. And as an owner of a business, you're going to make more money. By not doing that with your staff, you're losing money and it can be anything up to 50% of what you're making now. That is also being thrown out the door. You could be making twice as much. So let me just do a quick recap. So better relationships at home with your partners and your kids, uh, better education system, um, more productive and a happier workforce, better leaders, better sales and negotiation skills. I can't think of a good reason to do the program. But <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I'm wondering, I think somebody must have a reason for doing it. <laughs> uh, look, I am serious because I, I know the results that it can and, and will deliver you. And, and I've seen, you know, I've been through and I know what it means to be able to do that and connect with people better. And lots of my colleagues have gone through the program as well. 
what is the best way for people to uh, connect with you, Alan? Well, the best way is through my website, which is alanstevens.com.au. Mm-hmm. But they can find me on Facebook. I'm all over there with a personal page, business page, and uh, a group page. Uh, that would be the best place to start. Now, that's Stevens with a V, isn't it? That's right. And Alan with one L. So. One, one L, Alan. And uh, look, it's going to be around where we, uh, where we share this anyway. But uh, I really do seriously recommend that you contact Alan because the, the first program is very affordable. It's very powerful. And you can really start using it within a day or two of doing it. And, uh, and it certainly would make a massive difference to uh, many facets of your, your personal and your professional life. So we better get into what's called the the Fast and Furious Five. Okay. Now, what non-business sport or activity would you want to be the champion of? I think uh, rock climbing, mainly because I'm scared to death of heights. (laughs) (laughs) That one came out of left field. (laughs) Rock climbing. Okay. One personal thing that you would want people to know that would help them understand you better? that I really do care because with a lot of coaches out there who um, tell you that they care, but they don't. And I really do. I love seeing the results that people get. Fantastic. One habit you would like to change. Oh, stop putting so much on my plate all at the one time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. We just get a bigger plate. (laughs) I think that's what I've been doing, but the plate's getting very big. Who has had the most influence or whom has the most influence in your life? Well, I'd have to say my sons and my uh, grandchildren. I raised three boys on my own, so learning from them along the way. And I think that's where I really learned that relationships were so important. Fantastic. And now it's uh, working with my grandchildren to uh, stir their fathers up, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> to get some of your own back, is that yeah, what you're trying to say? Time. That's exactly right. <laughs> Okay, the last one, the interesting one. If you were to be the answer of a quiz show question, what would you want the question to be? Who was it that led the uh, change in education, the new change in education movement in 2019? Great. And uh, I hope one day to be able to ask that question because uh, if we can get you into the schools and deliver what I know that can be delivered, it'll make a massive, massive change. So, Alan Stevens, thank you so much for coming along, um, sharing a bit of fun, but most importantly, sharing a, uh, uh, a facet of somebody's life and business they really should be looking at. So, Alan, thanks so much for coming along. If you enjoyed this interview and you want more, please subscribe or head over to the Entrepreneur's Locker Room Facebook group and there'll be some cool things happening there for you. We'll see you again real soon. Cheers. Well, that's full time on this episode. But don't forget to subscribe, rate, and we'd love you to leave a comment. Head over to the Facebook group, The Entrepreneur's Locker Room, where there'll be some great bonus content to help you step up and play a bigger game.